What up, everybody? It's your friend Isaac from Big Bike BMX. I've got my ride or die best friend from the 80s. 80s BMX Craig, what's up, bud? What's happening, dude? What a way dude, to start I'm, out, man. That was dope. I'm telling you, bro. That's uh that was special ed the mission. Uh it was probably one of my favorite Yo MTV raps uh videos because I believe this is one that had the uh the hovercraft. And I was like, bro, got a hovercraft in this video. Everyone had Jeeps, man, and special ed was like, hold my beer. Here's the hovercraft. <laughs> I'll show you how to ball. Yeah, dude. I was like, let's go. It looked like so much fun, dude. So, uh, so we're you guys, we're gonna kick this off. We're gonna talk about uh our typical BMX news, stuff like that. Craig just got back from Frogtown uh 2023. So he's gonna share a little kind of a scene update, ride update uh from that. And then uh, so here's the deal. Craig was not feeling well. I'm just gonna air your laundry. Craig uh Craig go was sick it. last week and uh we weren't able to podcast. I was just gonna do a music show uh just talking about like some of our, our favorite 80s freestyle flatland bmxing jams that we all used to listen to uh and then i called craig and he was like man i feel better i was like let's go we're gonna do bmx music so uh we've got craig uh but <clears throat> i'll talk slower for you bro because i know you're a little bit you're coming back up your electrolytes are a little low <laughs> i might have been a little dehydrated thank you for doing that <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm I'm here for. It. I will speak slowly for you. Uh, but yes, we're really excited about this. But <clears throat> let's kick off uh, Big Bike BMX news. Uh, Craig, I'm really psyched about this. The last time that that we did like an interview, we talked to the folks at Frogtown. Heard all about like how cool it's going to be. We talked about the Dick Cheeseburger Terry Tanette, uh race, the rematch. We will call that uh lots been going on with there with with that race a lot happened <clears throat> so craig give me the most immersive experience that you remember uh from frogtown like you get there you're pulling did you bring a bike like i want to know did yeah i did yeah no i i did bring a bike man um because supercross as you well know and if you guys have been following on uh facebook or instagram or the social media where supercross uh shows their their social media stuff and announcements and stuff you know isaac and i have been kind of teasing around and and the fact that there is a 29 inch 26 inch prototype coming out very soon and we've been lucky enough isaac and i to have those in our possession so of course, yes, the answer to your question, uh, I did bring the 29-inch prototype with the V-brake uh, so people could take a look at it. And I brought the 26-inch SX250. Now, the 29-inch I'm talking about, Isaac, as you know, is the AMX250, the aluminum-framed uh, Supercross 29. And then I brought the SX250, their six-bar uh, chrome 26-incher with me, um, just to 
kind of wheel around and let people take a look at it and go, hmm, what's that? Is that the new one? Okay, yeah. And it says prototype on it. So <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah. and the the cool thing about it is the one that you've been driving around has V brakes, but the production models have disc brakes. So you're the only right. one that has the, the V brake version, which is kind of cool. So it is cool, man. I, I feel fortunate and uh you know I I feel like I uh got the last of a of a breed that is never gonna make it to the new production my you know frames that are going to come out so i do feel fortunate about that i do love v brakes if everybody knows that and uh you know i'm actually looking forward to one day you know cruising around on that uh disc brake 29 or two so yeah yeah man uh frogtown so it's you guys have probably and you isaac as well have all seen all the clips and all the photos and everybody's talking about it but let me tell you from my you know from my experience man it was fun dude it was a great time and Actually, I I didn't expect things to be a lot different, but if you took a closer look like I did, yeah, they, things were a lot different. Um, we had Todd Huffman, the founder and organizer, co-founder, organizer on the show, I guess, um, and he talked about a few things, so I wanted to check him out. First notably was the uh, the new starting gate. So last year, you know, I was up on the hill, I walked around the whole track, and I did that this year, and I was like, all right, first things first, let's... Let's go see what this, uh, you know, starting gate looks like, dude, it's legit, man. It's a, it's a full cement pad. It's got a super dope modern gate on it. Um, yeah, it, it really looks like you can tell, like it's people have upgraded and, and, and the pad is much more suitable to stack riders up for, you know, all the sub subsequent motos and whatnot. So yeah, dude, it was cool. Um, the track notice this year, dude there that there were more helpers with track maintenance so as one moto would go through and you'd have a pause between you know the next one coming down the hill guys were grooming and watering and you know just trying to keep things copacetic and uh rideable and and it was yeah it was dope man it was really good time very cool very cool who who did you run into that uh 12 year old you would have flipped out uh scene like mike miranda i know mike miranda was out there yeah that's what wow. I was going to say. First, the first face I saw who I recognized was the man himself, Hollywood Mike Miranda, uh, Dirty Knobs podcaster and pretty notable BMX uh, legend in his own right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, saw him uh, sitting in the uh, in the tent under the tent at the uh, Dirty Knobs uh, area. And, and he was there talking to a couple people and kind of waited and said hi to him and gave him a big hug and you know walking around you just you see so many notable people like i know who that is i know who that is and it's cool now to you know hey what's up dude you know say hi and and so i saw bob haro and i you know i saw um james vicente i saw the fast house crew ernie alexander um there was just a lot of people there man there was a lot a lot of people but i'll tell you who checked off the box this year for my most notable meet and greet dude if you guys can imagine growing up like isaac and i did and like most of you who were born in the 70s grew up in the 80s uh going to the grocery store with your mom and, and heading straight to that magazine rack you probably were probably going for your bmx action your freestyling uh magazines right from the beginning and if you grabbed one of those the guy who was the creator of all that, the one who started all the, the magazine hype and, and everything surrounding it. 
uh, it was Bob Osborne, dude. I, I finally got to meet face to face with the the man himself, Oz. So cool, man. That's so rad. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was cool, dude. It, you know, there was, I saw him when I was walking into the venue and obviously there's people waiting and there's people talking and I'm like, man. So, you know, I, I kind of glanced over there. He is. Okay, great. I was some point of the day walking down to the finish line and I'm going along the track and I was coming back to cross back over the finish line between motos and there's Oz kind of like solo walking, no one around him. And it happened that I was walking right at him and I was like, Hey, what's up, Bob? And you know, <laughs> didn't know if it was Mr. Osborne, Mr. Bob Oz, but you know, right out of my mouth, it was like, yeah. Hey Bob. How's hey, it Bob. Going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Bob. Like we're but, like uh, we're old friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he would just wave and keep passing. He stopped and, and he was, you know, very engaging, listened, um, had some really cool things to say. We were just talking about growing up and, and uh, or me growing up and reading the magazine, blah, blah, you know, just probably stuff he's heard a million times, but he act like this was the first time he heard it. And he, he was super nice, super, super cool guy. Great so. guy, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, if you ever get the opportunity to talk to Oz, uh, it's so rad because it's almost like when you talk to him, he doesn't realize that he's Oz. Like he's, he just goes his regular day. Like he's got his internal self-talk where he's just like, I'm Bob Osborne and I take photos out here in Montana. And it's like, he, he doesn't know that when he meets a BMXer, we're like, bro, like he just doesn't, he, it's like someone forgot to tell him you're Oz. Cause he's <laughs> yeah. just, he's I mean, like, if he what? had a ring on his finger, I would have probably knelt down and been like, kids, there you, you know, I, I, I worship that, that guy and, and what he's done and, and, and just highly respect him is a better word, but, or term. I, I love it, dude. Yeah. I mean, you got to think like back then everybody, so every, in, in the early eighties, everyone just kind of paved the way there was no, there was no template already laid out. Like this, is how you do a BMX magazine, this, is how you do this. So everybody from the brands to like, you know, Gary Turner, you know, Bill Ryan, everybody, that was Bob Harrow, all of them, dude. They were just kind of like, I, I think this is what you do. You know what I mean? And yeah. like a couple of them figured it out, you know, and they're still here. Moeller and, and uh, you know, Standard with uh, Rick and Bill with Supercross. Like a lot of them are still around, still same owners. They figured it out. But man, just going for it with a dream. Like, wouldn't it be cool if? And, you know, a lot. we got lucky, man. We got a lot of really cool legends that that had that same like man wouldn't it be cool if and they're still doing it you know i think that's so rad uh for our sport that's really cool um i'm yeah 100 and you know the rest of the day was dope i mean i went saturday obviously they had it was a three-day event friday saturday sunday yeah um i went saturday i chose saturday because i would have i mean first of all i would have loved to have gone friday saturday sunday but i was like okay i'm going one day last year i went two this year i had I only had the chance to go one day. And so I chose Saturday because Saturday was the old school races, you know, on the, yeah. on the, on the old school bikes and stuff. And I'm like, you know, that's me right there. That's me. I love, I love it all, but if I'm going to yeah. choose one, it, it it's going to be the old school stuff. So, uh, it was a great time, man. They had, uh, everything from, you know, right out of the gate, the kids on the striders, you know, the pedalist bikes, uh, crankless bikes, whatever. Um, and then they had uh, side hacks. They had vintage, you know, from early seventies, mid seventies, all the way through the eighties. 
Yeah. Um, and it was fun watching those guys. And and a lot of those guys on uh, who were racing, who were, you know, the bigger adult dudes were guys like Stu Thompson and, and, and those guys, you know, so you got to watch some really good races. Um, yeah. So that was, that was really dope. All right. Let's get into the, let's get into the moto that everybody talks about every year. As long as these two dudes show up, we've got Dick Cheeseburger, Jason Morris, SE crew versus Terry Tanet, Mr. T. And for those of you following along at home, last year, there was a rivalry that kind of built itself out. I didn't, was it, did it kick off last year? It kicked off last year. It kicked year, off, right? uh, for, yeah, pretty much Two last year. Yep. So there was a lot of just friendly, like banter back and forth between Mr. T and Jason Morris, Dick Cheeseburger. Uh, they went at it. Every, it was like a packed moto, just like rad, rad people that you would love to see. Anybody could win and you were going to be stoked. This time, uh, there was there was some kind of call outs beforehand. Mr. T was making some some calling out some folks, uh, getting pretty serious about it. And Jason was like, "Man, I'll be there. It'll be fun." And uh, so so walk me through that that moto because it was pretty fun. I saw a video and it looked awesome. Yeah, here's the thing, and, and everything you said, you're that's hundred percent right. I can't walk you through the moto because i would i didn't actually i wasn't there to witness their their final race and stuff but oh was that the next day yeah oh i didn't know that okay cool yeah so but you're dude here's what's so good about this here's here's this is bmx to me it's one year something like that kicks off a first second place things are really close there's elbows there's you know there's taking maybe trying to take another guy out and the dust and the dirt's flying and the, you know, the adrenaline's pumping through the crowd and the racers. You could tell these dudes are there for fun, but they're there to kick ass, dude. They want to take that win. So the, all that, all that built up. And then over the last year, it led into this, this year's race between those two. And I was like, this is going to be good. So I, but basically, bro, I watched it on social media like you did, but yep. it, it was no joke, man. I mean, it was fun, but I know that there was, you know, there was definitely if, some head to head. If you competition. head over to, if you head over to Dick Cheeseburger one on Instagram, Jason Morris's uh, Instagram, you could find a, a, a recap video shows the whole thing. Like, Jason was, I want to say, like third. Then he pulled ahead, and he was leading the entire thing. And uh, I don't, I don't know if he slipped a pedal or something happened. And Mister T just capitalized at that one moment at, at towards the end around a curve, and took first place, got the win. Was it fifteen hundred or twenty five? Twenty five. Twenty five cold ones that Mister T walked out with. So. I'm really excited for him because I know that means a lot to him uh, to 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 win that race. He takes it a little bit more serious than I think uh, most of us do. So it's pretty cool to see him get that success, get that because he's working hard, bro. Like that dude is in, like he's out doing squats. And, oh no, yeah. he's he's yeah. he's posting his progress videos and like trust the process is his motto. And I, yep. you know, in the video, like someone had one of the videos that captured that that he, that moto, that final, whatever it was. So when he pulled in front of Jason on one of the last turns before the finish line right there, someone NorCal turned pull. around and was like, NorCal pull. And I was like, yeah. oh, 
yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah. So. Everybody. I, I heard it. I heard it. The, the video that I saw, there was probably about six people um, telling, I think it was Todd that was recording. I don't know. It was whoever was Maybe. filming when Todd, like when he would walk by, they'd be like that NorCal pull. Everybody was saying it. And that was rad. I was so stoked to see that as a NorCal kid. Uh, super stoked to see that. And just for some context, y'all, here's the deal. Um, growing up in NorCal, all the magazines, we kind of touched on a little bit, the, all the magazines were in L.A. Uh, so all the L.A. writers got all the coverage and NorCal got nothing. And we, I'm not saying we held a grudge, but I'm still, I'm still bitter and I'm 50 that like NorCal, because like, dude, we had everything. We had Carl Roth, we had Draw, we had Vander, like Aaron Dole, Eric Emerson, Carly Garcia. Dude, we had some of the sickest freestylers up north and instead we got fred blood because he lived in la so uh i'm just gonna say norcal has a bit of a grudge and we're a bit prideful i say we i haven't lived in norcal in 18 years but i still claim it um because i'm true to my roots but (laughs) norcal i will tell you dude i will yell norcal the reason i have three tattoos on my body that say norcal is because i can't get enough of it because i don't feel like i put the exclamation point on NorCal over SoCal. Like, I'm just going to be honest. And now I'm 50. I don't care enough. But when I was like yeah. in tattoo getting age, I surely wanted to make sure that like we had, I had enough NorCal tattoos on me that, you know, like I've got one on my, I, I put one on my neck. I got one on my elbow. I got California on my hand, bro. I went all in on the NorCal, um, the NorCal vibes when I was growing right up, on. all because of magazines. So I get it, man. NorCal pull. I was super stoked to see uh, to see uh, our guy take home the win. But honestly, dude, if I'm being just real with you, anybody could have won that race, and I would have been just as stoked. I'll be honest with you. Like, I want to see my friends just having fun. And I saw so many cool people that I know from bike life having such a great time out there. Darren Webb, um, uh, the – I forget his first name, man. I don't want to I don't want to say his name wrong, but like Debarca. Um, it's it's there's two of it's I think it's Derek and uh his wife, and his wife got hurt a while. Oh, yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Derek, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't want I don't want I don't want to give like her like family names out or anything like that. But like I saw him out there. Kuhar, you guys, dreadlocks Kuhar, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but he's he's I, I met that guy, I met him and his wife. He went the first time I went to San Diego. And I see them all the time at every like dirty fest. I saw him. Uh, I see him at San Diego rideouts, and I live in Phoenix, man. I've seen that dude three, four times. Him and his wife. It's so cool. So I love seeing them out there. Darren Webb was out there. Uh, you were out there. The whole SE crew was out there. Damon raced on the pink bike. Uh, I thought he rolled over Todd's head again, which was kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> I saw why that. does why does Damon run over Todd's head all the time? Um, so that was kind of fun to see that. Like, I just like to see my friends having a good time. Rickard enjoying. was out there. Um, Rickard, yeah, Rickard goes all in every he time. He goes all in, dude. Yeah, and, he's uh, like 30 feet to flat, like every time. <laughs> every time, dude. He's chill. He's all about it. We had uh, two, two of the Supercross uh, family out there. We had Josh Randall and we had Randy Roberts. And Camel they Joe! were, ha- yeah. So those, those dudes, man, they were having a blast. So, yeah, I want to, I want to. I just want a picture of Camel Joe's shins um, <laughs> because like I've, I've talked to that dude about pedals before 
And that dude has a weird, uh, a weird love for any kind of pedal that will inflict major harm. He is like on board. Yeah. Um, and I love that. So I love his builds too. He has some really great uh, old school builds, mid school builds. Like, I don't know. He's got some Brooklyn Machine Works pedals that are so dope, dude. I see him every time he posts that bike and I'm like, those pedals. Bro. He ran that bike again, that uh, the bike with the springed hub and the springed uh, hub. Yeah, the springed or hub. the springed hoop. Yeah, yeah. man. The stem that looks like it's, you know, it's a shoebox. It's it's I'm pretty, huge. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got that and rebuilt it, if I remember right. I asked him about it. And he's like, dude, I rebuilt that wheel like with springs that I found. I was like, that's insane, dude. I've never seen anything like that wheel. So anytime I see it, I'm like, what in the hell is that? And you know what's cool about him, too? Um, he, he's a cool guy. I got a chance to talk to him for a bit. Not only is his bike cool, he's cool. He's got the retro Supercross pants on. He's got the factory Supercross jersey on. And on top of that, he wears a camel, like yellow coach's jacket while he races. I mean, the, <laughs> the dude is just, he's hes just crazy wonder, looking and he, and he has so much fun. I wonder if that's like one of those, like, you remember, <laughs> you remember when like somewhat like you get like the, the, uh, the camel like points where it'd be like. <laughs> If grandma can smoke 38 cartons, I can get this jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think like, it might be, dude. Smoke up, grandma. Let's go. You know, I need that windbreaker. I think it's awesome, dude. I love that. I All that stuff, dude. I I remember so many of those like little. Do you remember going to the grocery store, the blue chip? Like you get like your mom would go through a store and you get all these stamps. You put them in a box. You put them in a book. And then like you go to you go to like Albertsons or whatever, like the drugstore. And you turn in those books for, for like yeah. plates. My grandparents would get those bowling. It was called blue chip bowl night. And we would go, oh. they were huge avid bowlers. And after they would do something on the lane, they'd have colored pins. I don't know. I was a kid, but they'd get all these blue chip stamps when they, I remember my grandparents bought a, like a color TV for their RV. And it was like, Oh my gosh, you must've had 10,000 tickets. Right. I got this bowling from blue chip. That's so funny, dude. I love the eighties. All right. So that's that's uh, some really cool stuff. Really stoked you got to go do some racing there. Yeah. Um, talking about the 80s, we're going to go and we're going to dip into a segment that I... Okay, so anytime we do the radio, the, the podcast where it's audio only right now for like Spotify, uh, you know, Apple Podcasting like that, we don't get dinged for the copyright claims that we do on YouTube. So we tend to play a little bit more music that we uh, that we like. Um, and isn't going to uh, get me banned on YouTube, frankly. So uh, every time we do that, we do an intro like we did today with Special Ed. I always get notes from people like, hey, man, I remember that song or I, you played this song. So uh, while Craig was sick, I was like, man, I'm going to play some of my favorite songs. And then today I just called my boy to see, hey, man, how you feeling? He's like, I'm good. I'm like, dude, add some songs to this playlist uh, and, you know, let, let's talk about them. So we're going to run through some of my favorite 80 songs. Remind you of some stuff that uh, that you may not have, rem- you may have forgotten about some of these songs. Uh, hopefully, they bring a, a little bit of joy to your life when you hear them, and uh, a fun little like memory. I've got some some pretty hardcore memories associated with some of these songs, and I'll bring them up. I'm not going to play like the whole songs. This isn't a radio show, but I'll play some intros and outros. And we'll talk about it. But this one, every time I use this on a reel, somebody comments about this song or this artist or this tape i had it on a cassette tape and dude i played this for an entire summer 
uh this this cd and it's probably one of the the strongest memories this and beastie boys um this specific tape so i'm gonna go and play it dude go ahead and call it out as soon as you recognize it you got it yeah let's go all right spring love stevie b my guy that's it so this was one that i definitely dedicated to about 18 different girls that i thought were cute um yeah, dude, Stevie B, Stevie B, and freestyle music. This is called freestyle music, from what I remember, right? Yeah, I mean, this was the type of song that you could put on like a ride mixtape, and then a uh, you know a tape for a girl that you liked or something, you know, <laughs> you know, played in the car. Yeah, this was everywhere. You went everywhere, and this was getting played. So. Um, shout out to KML 106.5 one. One. KML love Beast and KML where I first found go find some CBD okay we are going to that's what I love about dude as you play you can keep playing it or, or whatever in the background but what I love about this shit is it like you said there's memories that you hear a song and automatically you're at you're at foster freeze with some girl who you like and you're like man i played this as we rolled up and ordered ice cream or i don't know whatever it is right a hundred percent dude yeah i remember playing the the stevie b the stevie b tape uh the entire time my friend adam perry and myself tried to figure out how to make a kick turn ramp in his front yard we had so we had some sketchy uh construction workers that were like we will absolutely enable you to build a ramp in your front yard um Here's our scrap pile and you can take anything you want over there. And then, so we, we basically took all that wood, we built a frame and we told them, Hey, we live down there. So when they drive by, when they leave, they're like, they come and critique it. They're like, okay, you need a brace right here. You need to do this. So they kind of kept us a little bit safe. And then uh, one day they showed up, they're like, okay, there's two pieces of scrap uh, plywood over there. Dude, they were perfect pieces of plywood, Nice, but they dumped them over there. And uh, so it was like six of us, dude, walking back to the to my friend's front yard, each of us carrying a corner of uh, some some plywood because it was too big for little kids to carry. But that's how we built our ramp. So, all right, man, um, I am going to go off. And the next one, this is one that I think probably 20, 30, 40 percent of Flatland BMX riders all did a routine to this at some AFA contest somewhere. Let's go. Call it out, Craig, when you notice it. Point of no return. That's it, dude. Point of no return, expose. Expose, yep. Um, I, fun fact about expose that I didn't know until I got older. Um, so after I quit riding BMX because of college and getting starting like my life, my, my career and all that, uh, I, I accidentally became roommates with this guy that was a UFC fighter. I, I'll story a little bit once in a while. I've talked about like, hey, I used to travel with these UFC guys. So I walk into uh, my my friend's manager's office, and he's got this expose like record on his wall, platinum. And I'm like, it's like, bro, how the fuck do you know expose? He's like, I used to manage expose. He's like, you've heard of him? I was like, bro, please come on. So. That definitely it's like the soundtrack to uh, my freestyle. 
I was like, dude, this is my childhood. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't know the expose had multiple CDs or, or you know, and, but they had a pretty big career. I've only heard a couple songs because I was not a huge fan, but this was definitely one of those like wait until the DJ stopped talking and started recording to make my own little BMX mixtape. Yeah. And that was the thing, dude. Like it was hard. Make, like if you had a mixtape and like a full length mixtape back in the day, that meant you spent a shit ton of hours oh. at your tape deck and the, listening to the radio. And every time that DJ would talk right up to the vocals, you know, the whole intro, you're like, damn, stop. Yeah, how am <laughs> I know. supposed to use it? How am I like now? I got to go buy this tape for my AFA run. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. I get right. It, yeah. So expose point and no return. Always, a, always a big hit. All right, this one's a little fringy, but we'll see. Tell me if you recognize. I do recognize it. I think I'm going to have to... I'm not going to be as quick on this one. It's not. Do you, you'll, I didn't recognize it. I recognized it, but I, didn't, I was like, is it... I know, the, I know the chorus. Here you go. Recognize it, dreaming. I, I definitely recognize it now, but I don't yeah. know who. I don't know who's singing. Uh, will, will to power. I don't know. That's, will to that's power. Who, okay. I I found it. And I was like, oh yeah. It could be a totally different band. I don't know. It could be a remix. All right. This and one, you know, music like that, dude. It's like today you hear it and you're like, this is what we listened to. But back in the day, bro. You know, you get a good mini truck or something bumping this, and it's like, bro. Oh yeah, man. I got I gotta tell you, like it's it's just gonna get cringier uh with this free song music because it, it starts getting into ballads and stuff. It trust me, the cringe is high, but it's worth it. The payoff is like, oh yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> that's a cringy song. Um this one here, th- this is one that's like a uh this is more of an anthem song. I think everyone's gonna recognize the artist. Oh yeah. Is this like a remake? You know, it could be. I've only so this is this is Debbie Deb. Debbie Deb, yeah. Debbie Deb. Everybody knows Debbie Deb. We all love Debbie Deb. I I don't remember this, and I was like, oh, that's a good song. It kind of it kind of got a little bit of Two Life Crew in there. Get a girl. That giddy girl. Yeah. A little Uncle Luke in here. What did you um if like you went out and you were outside riding around, dude, and you were and you wanted to play music, what were you guys listening to it on? Like did you have uh, a, bo- a boom box, like a, a ghetto blaster type deal, or you have a yeah. walk Sony Walkman or I had a so at first I had a yeah, I had a traveling boom box. Like I think we all everyone kinda had that like you travel with it. Um problem was just batteries, right? You couldn't there's nowhere to plug it in and you'd have to get like D or C batteries. Which, I mean, that's like 20 bucks, bro. And it would only last like three days, right, of riding. So you're yeah, because like, they'd take like 10 of them, dude. Yeah, it would, I mean, you had like 80 pounds of batteries and like a five-pound stereo, right? So 
Yeah, I had a I had a disc man after a while, and I, I just did the, the little walk-in tape thing. You know, I was just yeah. Technology's come a long way, so much better. But yeah, we I used to carry that big old boombox around. I had a I had a club homeboy sticker on it, Vision Streetwear. That's where I tend to put all my stickers because I would put them on my bike before, but then like they'd wear off. Like if I if I did too many tail whips and it was on my top tube, the stickers wear off. Yeah, remember we did that episode with John Bolchins from yeah. when he was with Haro and he had his boombox and I was like, yep. hey dude, you still got a tape in there? And he's like, oh, that now he opens it up and there was like a mixtape. So. For sure there was, dude, yeah. I love that. And he had a swatch sticker. I remember like that was like the, yep. like I remember he had a swatch sticker, dude. Uh, also, I wish I could find a swatch that wasn't $300 right now. Those right? things are so expensive right now. All right. Now we're going to kick into this one's a little crunchier. <laughs> Got that synth horn going. This was a great song, dude, if you did a lot of hopping tricks, because you could hop to this and... It's called Sending All My Love, bro. <laughs> All right. So this is another one of those, man. It would end up on your writing tape and your special lady mixtape. This one you'll know right away. Ladies and gentlemen, Dream the Team. Party has, has just no. The Dream Team is very close. Sound like Dream Team is in the house, but let's see. Yeah, the Dream Team was like, "Yes, we're here." The Dream, Dream team, team is, is here. here. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yeah. So this is freestyle. The name of the band. Um, you'll probably know from like freestyles, freaking in the house tonight. Move your body left to right. Mm-hmm. While you freaks out. Yeah. There you go. All right, another cringy one. <laughs> Shana, Shana, Shana? I don't know. This is also every 80s song. Do, 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 do. Safety dance. It's the same exact beat. Sounds a little like Samantha Fox. Oh, dude, I forgot about Samantha Fox. Yeah. Yeah. It's this the point of no return <laughs> meets safety yeah. dance. Safe, it's totally safety dance. Like, they probably owe some money to, uh, <laughs> like, the, co- men the with, cars. Men without hats. pause it okay this next one is the king of cringe timmy t there's two of them two back-to-back timmy t you have to get them out of the way you're gonna <laughs> recognize them pretty embarrassing that we used to jam to this but this was let's hear it dude <laughs> this one i did not ever ride to but i'm just putting it in here because it's worth it it's been 
Also, just goes to show you didn't have to have really any vocals. To make you cry. Right after the Hot Chicks mi mixtape, this was like the breakup mixtape, you know. Dude, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to leave these on, dude, but I want to tell you, like, uh, my freshman year, dude, I, I broke up with whoever I was dating, and uh, I had, I got lucky, dude, and I had like a bunch of eighth grade kids in my that like had leveled up into my whatever class I was in. So I had leveled down. They had leveled up. So <laughs> this eighth grade kid comes in and she starts playing this. She's like, hey, I heard you broke up with so-and-so. Does this feel like you? I was like, you need to <laughs> shut up right now, Tammy. Yeah. So anyway. I didn't mean to tell you lies. But and after all that the funniest part about it, dude, is like, you, you have friends that like trolled you when you were like in ninth grade and then their personality is the exact same when they're 50. Cause like, I'll tell you now that like my friend Tammy that trolled me in eighth grade, ninth grade with this song will absolutely troll me on like, uh, on Facebook. She'll be like, how's your midlife crisis going there? Wheelie guy. And I'm just like, I still hate you. <laughs> you can't escape. dude. Yeah. Found you. Yeah, we we had that kind of like we had a smaller high school dude, so like we all kind of bonded pretty hard. We all went to same like we grew up together through elementary school and high school, so we all knew each other. All right, here's the next one. It's just as cringy. Oh yeah, I remember this one yeah, for sure. I for sure this was on my freestyle ride. Time after time, it is, dude. Yeah, time after time, we work together. I feel like it kicks in pretty quick. Remember this one. New shoes. I can't wait. That's it, dude. Yeah. Baby, baby, I, I can't wait. Yeah. I feel like that that was it a couple different uh, a couple different shows that I saw in some of the videos. Yeah. I'll, I'll add a couple that I remember. Dino DeLuca riding that in a dino show. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah he wrote to, uh, he opened up his ramp routine with, uh, what was it? Money for Nothing. That, like, dun, 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 dun. I'll play it in a second. But just that opening MTV, Money Who for Nothing. Who on the, the Chicks are Free? On the Haro tour in 85, what story? Didn't we hear something about Blyther? Or, or actually, there was a couple guys like um, uh, Wilkerson, or someone was out on the flat, and then they started out with a really like slow tempo tempo song, and then something came in like Slayer, not Slayer, but like Iron Maiden and Blyther, then would come in and hit this big air. Do you remember that story? I don't. Dude, I have to go back happen. and listen to that. They kind of started yeah. out with like something that was just kind of like cheesier, and then boom, here comes Blyther, just blasting one to. Yeah. Some like heavy metal song or something. I love that. I love that. All right. Yeah. One more from Freestyle. 
This is the one everyone remembers. Probably roller skated to this. I like that intro. That goes. Yeah. Hammer Skate 84. Yeah. I'm learning that all you really needed was some like laser laser sounds and a keyboard, and you could probably make a banger in the '80s. And a, a computer generated voice. <laughs> you know. Robot voice. Everybody right. report to the dance floor. It's like. Right, because yeah, you could be, like you could meet the student elevator, and be like, "Hey, I'm I was in freestyle. I'm I'm the one that sang freestyle's freaking in the house tonight," yeah. and I'll be like, "Prove it." And he'll be like, uh, "I don't know, can't do it." <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, imagine running into the dude that like, I wonder what he's doing now. Like, what does this band do now? I wonder if they're like, I'm a plumber. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where are they? That should be one of those VH1, where are they now? Yeah. I hope they're touring with Debbie Deb and Stevie B. I'll tell you that. All right, here we go. The Anthem. Oh, yeah. Right here, dude. Jumping music. Slick DJs. Fog machine. Come here, lasers. I would say of all the songs I've played today so far, dude, this is the one that holds up the most for me. That still holds, like, I would still listen to this um, on a ride out. Like, this is, still hits. If Yeah, if you heard it today, you'd be like, that's my jam right there. Like, let's go. And you'd, you'd get that hype energy again. Yep. You know? Yeah. Hands like, down, this is the one that's going to get you going. Absolutely. You would hear this on, like, in a bowling alley on Saturday night. You would hear it at the roller rink. You would hear your buddies playing it in there. Garage. Every mini truck. Every, Every mini, mini truck. truck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So for us, dude, we sit like I would ride my bike up and down Pacific Avenue in Stockton, and that was also the cruising route. Was like you'd start basically down by, I guess it would be Hammer Hammer Lane. Yeah, yeah. You'd roll up, you pass like where Robbie's is at on on I think it's March and and uh, Pacific. And you just cruise all the way up Pacific. You turn around at the very end by the Miracle Mile, flip a Yui, and then roll back. And you probably park at the mall. There's two malls back to back. That's where everybody went. Those poor security guards, too. Let me just tell you. There'd be like a thousand mini trucks and two security guards. Like, can you guys leave? Nope. <laughs> Observe and report. Yeah, kind of funny. Anyway, here we go. This is the last one of the freestyle 80s type songs. Then we'll go into the punk rock. I, I'm hoping well, I'll let this play and then I'll Also what you'll realize every 80 song is 6 minutes long like somehow we've gotten down to like three minutes. <laughs> These are all long. All right. And that's fascinated. And I'm going to drop down, dude, because now we're going to change genres a bit. This is where 
this song I first heard, this band I first heard, uh, watching King of the Skate Park VHS cassette tapes with like, ah, man, the first, the first, I mean, the first ones when you would see like Eddie doing like the foot, the foot stalls on the fence, all of that King of the Skate Parks. Mm -hmm. There was a bike shop in Galt, California that you could ride your bike and they would let you rent it uh, without like a credit card. Because in the 80s, nobody's parents had a credit card that they would let you go rent. (laughs) Right, right, right. Shout out to that bike shop. Anyway, here we go. Punk rock. Oh, before I even, I'm going to rewind it because before I even start playing it. Be kind and rewind. The way that I, and, and. I rem- I specific no different different band. I'm gonna add after we get before we before we round out punk rock. Do remind me to to grab a song because there's a couple here that you got aren't it. in my playlist that I want to call out. But here we go. They can't make things worse for me. Sometimes I'd rather die. They can't tell me a lot. Good old Agent Orange, bro. Yeah. I the the album I think was blue or orange. It was blue and orange. So I, I remember being stoked on it, dude, because it was like curb dogs. I was like, oh, it's like curb dogs colors. Yeah. Um couple here's another one. Dude, what I love about Agent Orange was it was a perfect gap bridge for me who loved hip hop and freestyle music. I couldn't, I couldn't relate to like the makeup metal. Like, I'll be honest, like I just, I wasn't into like uh, Guns N' Roses or like Motley Crue. <clears throat> I wasn't into any of the, the like makeup hair bands. I know they were really popular. I just, it didn't, it wasn't something I could really follow or like I wouldn't move my head to it. I just couldn't get into it. What's my thing? Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I got to cough a little bit. But I, I just couldn't get into metal as much as my friends. I could get, I could get into Metallica. I could get into like the, those kind of bands. But for the, the general metal bands, I just couldn't get into it, man. It wasn't my thing. I didn't like it. But this, where it's like, it's almost like talking, singing. Um, the, the next band that I'm going to kick to is a lot about, it's kind of the same vibe where it's like heavier sound, but like more talking and more like vocal ish so i really i got into it it was a good gateway to get me to go hey man there's more to this metal thing than what you what you know about so that's what i liked about agent orange so here's the last one from agent orange 
I'm too young to die. Hear it here in a second because they'll start talking. Like, like talking. I didn't expect them to know my name. Surrounding me like a black steel frame. Saw the world go up and live. I just smiled, stood there watching, and it doesn't seem. It's more of a, it, it, I mean, obviously a different vibe than the, the hip hop we grew up with. It, it just turns the corner and it's, it's more of a like send it, you know, yep. like a hype, a vibe, like you're just feeling gnarly. And you're listening to Agent Orange or Suicidal or something like that, and you're just, it kind of just gives you that like erg, you know? Well, funny, you get that aggro in you. Dude, 100%. It's full send. You're right. And uh, I'm glad you said Suicidal Tendencies because that's up next. Now, if you didn't grow up with Suicidal Tendencies, and when Essie Bikes dropped that bike, and we were all, everybody was commenting, all I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi. If you see Suicidal Tendency song and everyone talks about Pepsi's, this is why. I'm going to play the clip. This is a song called Institutionalized Suicidal Tendency. work out the way I want to, and I get real frustrated. Like, I try hard to do it, and I take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like, I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, Hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? You maybe get away. And like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. And I go, no, it's okay, you know? I'll figure it out. Just leave me alone, I'll figure it out, you know? I'm just working on myself. They go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know? And you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it. So why don't you talk about it? Here I go, no, I don't want to, I'm okay. I'll figure it out myself. They just keep bugging me. They just keep bugging me. There's bills on the side. It's got me. It's too slow. So come afraid with what's not. You won't have anything. I'm afraid what you can see away. I'm not crazy. Here's the design. You're the one who's crazy. Here's the design. You're driving me crazy. Here's the design. They take me in and it's too slow. They want the only solution to give me the professor. I'm taking from the enemy myself. I'll sit in my room. All right, here comes yeah. the Pepsi part. Let me fast forward a little bit. No, you're on drugs. I go, Mom, I'm okay. I'm just thinking. She goes, No, you're not thinking. You're on drugs. No, no, people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. So here's what's really, really cool about this genre and this period. Because what you guys, I'm going to pause it for a second because I might go a little bit long on this. In the 80s, you guys, we didn't have mental health, right? Like there was no mental health problem at all. It was just like drink beer, suck it up, (laughs) you know, like especially for dudes, like for men, we didn't have, we didn't have mental health until like three years ago, right? Like we didn't, we, we didn't have it like. No, it was like, super hush. It was like, hey, there goes Craig. He's got depression. He's you know, bummed out. Yeah, he's got problems. So 
we didn't really have any any outlets for like how we felt, how we thought. Is this right? Is this wrong? Uh, and, and we had music, dude. And we had like, you listen to the song and it is a dope song, but you're literally listening to it going, man, Mike Mirror is working on some shit right here. Like he's, yeah. that's, this is his therapy is he's literally just putting down how he feels on, on a record and just being like, man, I'm just trying to figure it out. Just give me a break. I just need to pause. I need a break. Always. If it was like, if this was 2023 instead of 1980, whatever, like Mike Muir would have been like, I'm going on a vacation to focus on myself and to uh, just really foster my creativity. I'm but getting self-help. Yeah. Yeah. Back then it was like, uh, I just need to figure this out. And everyone's yelling at me thinking I'm on drugs. And really, I'm just depressed and trying to figure some stuff out, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, um, in the time we were listening to this song, um, we're around that age, 16, 15. And who isn't like thinking their parents are like the biggest bummer in the world sometimes, you know, or, you know, who's having, who isn't having problems at school or with society or with your job. And here's a guy going, I'm not crazy. You're the one that's crazy. crazy. You, know, <laughs> you know, and your parents are like, are you on drugs? And you're like, no, I'm not on drugs. I go to your schools. I go to your churches. I do everything you say, you know, why is it my problem? It's your, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, we, we didn't have, yeah, we just didn't have an outlet, man. So it's kind of cool just to see like this stuff. I, and honestly, I think, Mike Muir from from Suicide Tennessee probably has the my my personal like favorite voice for like metal music. Um yeah, like after this next song's from a, the album after that one. Um so if if you guys if you're looking for the original stuff it's literally self-titled Suicide Tendencies Suicide Tendencies. Uh the next one that I'm going to play it's from a Lights Camera Revolution which they got a little bit more they got a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more metal. Um mm-hmm. but you like Mike's like vocals. I, I I'm acting like I know about music. I really don't. I just think that personally, no, I think good. like he's got a great voice and uh, it's very recognizable. So this one, dude, you'll remember. Can't bring me down. I'm in fact, this one has a slow roll up, but you can hear right here, even here, dude. You can see that they've got like more instruments. Yeah, you're right. They they totally did. They 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 started out as this pretty you know heavy punk band and crossed into the metal scene. And if you listen to their albums as they keep going through the years, or more albums come, then they they actually swing back into punk a little bit more. But this is definitely the influence of more heavy metal. You know, that, I, I love them, dude. San, it's, yeah, San Diego really delivered with uh, with suicidal. I gotta say, I love this band. Unfortunate name uh, now in 2023, but understand in the 80s, that was like shock jock. Got your attention. Yep. All right. Subliminal from the original. Back to... Back to 
All right, bro. We've got about 10 more songs here, so I'm going to go a little bit faster. Love that, though. Here we go. We're going to go in. This This is kind of, this is really kind of my hip-hop more than more than uh, freestyle, right? So we're going to kind of swing into the hip-hop style, 80s, what I remember. Now, this one is huge. Uh, talking about mini truck songs. Here we go. Rhymes like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us, and I know we're fresh. Party rockers, non-stoppers, and our names are deaf. See, the J is for just, the other for jamming. The F is for fresh, A-N-D, deaf. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now, here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard, it's plain and simple, baby D. Song changes right here. Supersonic. Just classic 80s beat right there. If you had a zap board and some Sirwin Vega 15s or whatever in your hand, like, like you were you were rattling the bolts off your mini truck, dude. With the dancing bed, like the dump truck? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, yeah. So dope. All right. Also, probably one of the worst intros to a song ever is like <laughs> the beatboxing thing, and then it kicks off into this. You're like, what happens? Two different songs. Right. Super song. All right, here we go. One, two, three, and I woke up early this morning oh, and I one. went to the five and dime. I saw this pretty young lady that was real, real fine. I tapped her on the shoulder and said, <clears throat> Excuse me, ma'am. She pulled down her pants and said, Splack these hams. Whoa, Sally, that girl. Whoa, <laughs> classic two part harmony. Sally, yeah, that girl. So I don't think they ever harmonized the whole song, but they tried. And the beat I mean, was sick, though. Great song, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely this was on one of my one of my mixtapes that I'd ride to. All right, this is a good one. This is this is kind of that moment where uh, you really in the '80s. You got I, I got to describe it this way. There was music your parents were like okay, and there's parent, there's music that your parents didn't care for. And Tipper Gore did us no favors by making uh, warning labels because kind of ruined all of the good music that popped up. This would be one of them. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Dude, this is so different too because like Man. Dre put so many layers on this with like there was so much to it. It wasn't just like a bass line, a hi hat, and a drum. This was like horns. What what everything freestyle did with lasers, they did with like layering urban sound. Like it was like car skidding, police totally, sirens. Dude every it just puts you in a mood and you know speaking of that you brought up tipper gore man the best thing that happened too if you look at the bright side of it was when that parental advisory 
labels went on albums, you were like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm getting this. This yep. is going to be like explicit oh, and this is going to be raunchy or whatever. Right. And dude, it's like the best thing for album sales. It was the best thing to, to hit the market, you know, and the, it was awesome. Thank yeah. you, Tipper and uh, Twisted Sister D. Snyder for going in there and uh, yeah, Uncle know, Luke <laughs> and Uncle Luke. Yeah. Uncle Luke, Luke Skywalker. Yep. All right. This one, Craig, I think maybe Fringy, you're going to know it. The next two, you're going to know. I'm not sure everyone else is going to know unless you're from NorCal. But th these guys were real famous where we grew up. <laughs> yeah. It's Drew Round, baby. Yeah. Coming straight from that is no. AK. No play. Matter of fact. Listen to my baby. I said I'm doing what yeah. I gotta do, staying true to the crew. Check it. Check it. I said I'm deep down and dirty. I grew up Some good, some good cameos in here. You may recognize the voices. I said I fantasize about the dreams, have the big fancy gotcha. things. Gotcha. I can still remember when I stole my first time. Okay, I'm deep down and dirty. You hurt me before, but I'm gonna kick this shit like I be kicking this. All right, so that's. That's uh that's true down, but you may recognize some voices in there. Ooh, ooh. We'll, Tell me we'll when give to you, go. I'll give you another hint because uh, where I first heard most of the Bay Area hip hop guys that are popular now is from this band called The Click. It's just like moonshine. Hey on your face. I mean you'll be slattering and whatnot. Next thing you know, you all know how you got home. I mean, this shit is so damn serious, Playboy. I mean, the shit is right. You got it, you guys. You have, like, I know Craig recognizes I hope you guys recognize that voice. But anyway, I'm so tall. Look like my eyes been stitched together with stitches. Oh, hopping around with these bitches. Get your garbage dumped with crickets. But you know me, the life of the party. Slur can't Ethel. Too much of me and make you fight your folks. It's not the jackal. Like the other day. My guy E40 has sounded the same since 1980. Dude. E40 repping the yay area so, that's the click you can find them uh i i didn't put any uh i could have put some mac dre but i didn't um because we use we, i always play mac dre when we do these so like i didn't put mac dre on this one but mac dre the click drew down all of those like early for me what i would consider like early norcal hip-hop love it this is one though right here everybody heard this is one that i heard uh, there's two songs from this guy, but like this is one of those ones you hear and you're like, all right, this is an anthem. Tony, man. man. Ladies love Cool James. Dude, 1981 MTV hit the airwaves and I was glued. So like watching a, a block of metal, a block of hip hop, a block of R&B and then East Coast band. I didn't even know what or rap, you know, music. And it was like you watch UMTV raps and they're showing LL Cool J, Run DMC, Eric B and Rakim, um, you know, Eric the list goes. Oh, yeah. DJ you know, cool? And you're like, yeah. 
mind blown. Yeah, it, I I'm I think we're lucky that we had that because there wasn't a whole lot of music programming back then. Like MTV played music the whole time, and you're right. You would you would tune in. You're like ten o'clock. Headbangers Ball, right? Ricky Rocket, yeah. and and uh, uh, then you know you'd be like, all right, now it's like the alternative. They're gonna play the Cure and Depeche Mode for the next hour. Right, and then they had hip hop. You know, like they had, and then raps would come raps. on with yeah. Ed Lover and uh, Dr. Dre. Another Dr. Dre, not the same one from NWA, but uh, yeah, different one. All right, here we go. Another one from LL Cool James. I remember when I got this tape at Warehouse, and uh, I had Skyway Street beat. so I would have been fourteen minutes. From there. Such a good beat, dude. Just that up and down, climbing yeah. scale. So good. All right. This, I think, is everybody's... I was... I'm 50 I'm fifty years old now. This tape came out. I got it for my 14th birthday. So it would have came out like in October, November of, of whatever year that was. My 14th birthday. But the Godfathers of... The Godfather. I don't know. I don't want to say... Yeah, I think Godfather. Pretty, 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 pretty. I'm kind of... Yeah, 1986. Licensed to ill. This song, dude, I remember this next one. I remember somebody from NorCal, Golden Gate Park, did their run to this song at the Sacramento AFA Flatland Contest. And Norman Chuck, Aaron Dole, it might have been, I think Drob wrote to this song, and or Carl Roth did. And everybody had, there was a skit involved. Like they had like a, you know what, like when you see Large Ray and everyone like do their funk, they're like yeah. fun little like carry people up. Okay, NorCal Golden Gate Park fellas did that for somebody that wrote to this song. And I think it was either Drob, I think it was Drob, or it was Carl Roth. And then when they did the like, the skit happened like, it's a very where it's like doing laundry, it's girls, and all the time girls. And it's chilly to talk. And I can always make a smile. I'm pretty sure they had a sing-along to where like Nile, Nile. This was the part, dude. Okay. When they did the bomb bomb bomb, everybody from NorCal did it with them. Oh. It was so loud. It was so loud. It was my biggest memory of that song <laughs> Sacramento AFA contest um, and some dude wore a helmet it was a motorcycle helmet with no visor it was not like a BM it was like a like a uh, like a easy rider type helmet it was silver yeah 
and uh, we called him Bullet because he just looked like a bullet. Now we all wear that helmet. We all wear that helmet. <laughs> I know, but that was the burn. All right, so here's some ones now. Craig has added a few of these jams himself, so we're gonna listen to some jams that Craig liked to to add to our mix. Okay. You guys, we're gonna make this mix like it's it's already live. Like if you go. If you're on Spotify and you search Big Bike BMX, you will see a public playlist called Freestyle BMX from the 80s. And you can see this little playlist that Craig and I built out to talk to you guys about it tonight. So here we go. There's Craig's first pick. Great song, by the way. Wait for it. You're going to know it. I wanted to learn the xylophone. <laughs> I just want lasers. I want to be in the band. I want to be the guy who pushes the buttons on the laser sound. Here's the thing, dude. Star Wars A New Hope came out in 1977 and we still don't have lightsabers. It's like scientists aren't even trying. Like, get your (laughs) shit together. Science, get your shit together. We need fucking lightsabers. We need lightsabers. What the fuck? Like, you've had your whole lives to do this. And you're fucking making AI? Get the fuck out of here and get... I'm asking AI to make me a lightsaber. Seriously, you guys... You had your whole lives and you gave us fucking AI to do homework, but you didn't come up with lightsabers yet. Get Jesus. Screw them. Get Jesus. Here we go. Another one from Chris. I just want to keep... This is a great song, dude. I I don't want to skip it. It's so good. I think I've used this on three reels in the last two months. I love it. <laughs> it's a good song, dude. I remember like thinking I was going to be in a breakdance crew and it was like Herbie Hancock, uh, uh, some Herbie Hancock song. And this one was the one we were always playing. I was like, all right, I'm going to play a song real quick and I'll come back to it. Herbie Hancock rocket. I remember that song, but no, this is the one I'm going to add. Yeah, you know, Isaac and I, we, we listen to this stuff, right? And we add to the playlist. So if you guys want to uh, drop a comment or send us a DM, let us know what you would add to this. Let it, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll add. If you, we'll like, add if what I you guys this, want. If I can make a public so anybody could add to it, I totally would. I don't know how to do that. Though. But if not, just send send Craig or I a DM and we'll add your song to the playlist. You can have it on, on our playlist as well if it's a good song. Here we go. Yeah. This one being like your all-time this is up there, freestyle right rider here. jam. This part right here. Right here. If I could tattoo a beat on my throat, I would tattoo this. That's how I feel about that song. I love that is the art of noise. Um and Craig, if you want to listen to more stuff like this, there's a band called Mantronics. 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 Who is it? 
Who, 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 uh, who yeah. is it? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah, Mantronics, Art of Noise, probably the two best ones you can go with if you want to get that like early. I still think you should get the neck tattoo, like an EQ. And just says bop 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 bop. Dude, if I were to do it, I'd probably <laughs> just do a cassette tape. I would do like that that Memorex, that clear one with the the stickers that were like pink, orange, and the triangle, yellow. the circle, and the square. Yep. I would tattoo that on my throat and then on the side over here that doesn't have anything, just has NorCal, the riding side. Because on one side I have a bird, and on the other side I have NorCal. On the NorCal side, I would have a pencil. To, to turn the cassette tape <laughs> when the tape got too loud. That's what yes. I tattoo on my throat. All right, here we go. Great song, dude. Yes. This is a Flatland song for sure. Dance Party USA, bro. I remember that all the time. Man. Can't go wrong with those. This one here is an anthem, Craig, that I'm glad you thought of because I didn't think of it until I just saw it. And I was like, that has to be on here, of course. Oh, I can't wait to see what it is. This also came out around the It's a little bit of a slow roll up. I mean, it is a six and a half minute song. I'll fast forward. Thunder, yeah, you can fast Thunder in the layers. Basically, yeah, man. You just get a dope jam on it. Dude, beat. I wonder how many times, like, you could have been standing in line behind, like, you got this guy's name. Something deep. Hold on. Cosmo D from Outer Space. That's what it was. And he says that in the song, too. Dude, what a score, Craig. Good job. Yeah. All right. Get one. Oh. Get down. Let me rock it to the rhythm of the funky sound. From hill to hill, above Z to Z. And when Jammo's rocking, everybody screams. There was so much progression, dude, between this song and, like, Rakim. You got to mm-hmm. think, like, dude, New York really brought it, dude, because they had the best, like, lyricists. They were lyricists, yeah. Dude, Rockham brought it. And uh, Terrace One. Whoop, whoop. With Boogie Down Productions. Yeah, DDP, The Sound of the Police. All right, this is a band, this is the band I've seen live more than any other band ever. I always wanted to do this one as an intro in the big bike BMX. Yep. 
can take my time. <laughs> take my time. Here you go. I got all the time in the world, dude. Driving base. I love Depeche Mode, dude. Until that guy, like, EOD'd and, like, it was, like, a suicide attempt or something, they said. And I was like, bro, you're in fucking Depeche Mode. What do you have? (laughs) What are you doing, man? What the fuck, bro? Like, you're world famous. You got problems. This is back before we had mental health issues, you guys. Remember that? So, I was like, I judged him. I was like, man, why you got to go and be all depressed? Depressed mode. Depressed mode, yeah. Um, Love Depeche Mode, though, dude. Such a great man. I saw him about two... I don't know, 2017, I think I saw them. And um, bro, they're older than Jesus. Like they are, <laughs> my guys, my guys are like 102 years old. Like they're old, they're old. So yeah, don't expect a whole lot if you go see a Depeche Mode concert these days. But in the 80s and right around that, like music for the masses and that 101 tour, that was huge, bro. The 101 tour was huge. All right, this is a great one. You may know this band as Yaz. But before Yaz, they were called what, Craig? Yazoo. Yazoo. There you go. Let's see. Yeah. <clears throat> Another good intro song. Dude, yeah. Very iconic. All right, this one I don't know. Killing Joke 80s. Let's see. There's another. Get your hype. Yeah, just a hype song. Matter of fact, oh. you could probably hear a little bit of uh, Nirvana with uh, Nirvana took that song from them and made it a hit back in the early 90s or something. Yeah, dude. You can, but, you can uh, totally hear it. You can hear it. Now you say it. Come As You Are, yeah, that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, it's totally Nirvana. Good call, bro. I've never heard yeah. that song before. I didn't know. Uh, dude, this is a great one, Craig. Good at. Bye. 
good riding song. Dude, African Babata, dude. So, ah, uh, I totally forgot about that song. Riding people looking for it. Ah, that was good, dude. All right, we'll play, Craig. We'll play, dude. I yes, sir. That one. I forgot about that song. That's exactly what I wanted from this, dude. Like, get reminded of songs after that. Yeah. I hope you guys listening at home are doing the same thing. That's fun. All right. I have a funny song about, I have a funny one about this. Also, the longest song on our playlist is literally eight <laughs> minutes long. Oh, damn. Your routine better be uh, pretty long on the, on the flat. So, I like, I was, I liked a girl, and the boy that she was dating had this album. And she loaned me his album. And I accidentally lost it. Whoops. <laughs> and she got so mad and I still remember the kid's name dude's name is Billy yeah so this one's Billy. for you Billy yeah here's your song Billy dedicated to Billy Billy you're such a jerk alright great song Blue Order oh yeah or Blue Monday New Order Blue, Blue Monday. Monday New Order yeah and actually that song did make a comeback like in 2000 it wasn't long ago. It made a comeback. Was, Did it really? Yeah. Like in a movie or something, or just it just I, I swung back around? It, yeah, it swung back. I think they used it in a. It was kind of like that running up the hill song that came yeah, back yeah, yeah. last year. I think uh, somebody used it in like a Cadillac ad or something, and we all went, "Oh yeah, that song." Oh cool. yeah. It was on the radio. This right here, probably the the cassette tape I listened to the most, maybe even more than Stevie B. Oof. Love me some pasta noose. Oh um, man. I would come home from school in fifth, sixth grade, and my routine was I would walk into my room, I would play Mario Brothers from start to finish in like a speed round, jumping on the turtle for ever, like everlasting lives. <laughs> and I would put this 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 or music for the masses is what I would play. But I listened to this more than so many other tapes, dude. I definitely wore it out. Man. I just remember their videos just being so vibrant, so colorful. There was no, it, it left the gangsta element of hip hop behind. Yeah. And it was like fresh and bright. It was like, you know, it was really just that like poppy vibe feel. It was dope. It was a difference. It was a change. You could play this this album at any cookout and no one would be bummed out. Like nope. No one's grandma was going to yell at you. All right.
bro. In the 80s, you didn't really need to, you didn't need lyrics. No. They, they, you got something yeah. going on, whip it. Just in the shape. And then go forward. We all bought it. We all bought it. <laughs> it was it was the song, but it was the video too. So by any chance there's any like under 30 year olds listening right now, if you haven't seen the video for Devo's Whip It, go watch it, dude. It's it's artwork. You know, they got those battery cap dome hats on, those red hats, and they got a guy flower whipping pots. and yeah, flower and, uh, couldn't get, probably couldn't get by with the video today. You know, using a, a bull whip to take a a, a, a a lady's like outer clothing off, and it, it just did they do that? It's eight, yeah. Oh, it's so good. yeah. He's like every time he's like, and like her skirt comes. I mean, she's dressed. She doesn't. Sure. You know, it's not down to nudity. It was on MTV, but you wouldn't be doing that today. Wow. You know, maybe you would. I don't know, but you know, Evo man. Devo, I had a thing for I dude, I loved Devo when I was a kid. I got an album for one of my birthdays. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard I've heard Whip It and some other ones, but I was like, dude, they're pretty dope. So I've been a fan of Devo for a long time. That's sick, dude. Yeah, they got some bobbleheads on on uh, Funko Pop now. I think you get a whole Devo set. Uh-huh. Funko Pop stuff. All right. Probably the greatest metal band of the eighties. They just they just played in Phoenix last week. Oh yeah. Another great just send it song. Send yeah, it to me a Bay Area band. I mean, you had Cliff Burton, rest you know, rest in peace, Cliff Burton, the bass player. You had Kirk Hammett, who went to DeAnza High School in El Sobrante, Northern California. I mean, it's just like couldn't beat it, man. Back in the day, like today's standards, you guys might not think they're that, you know, fast or hard, but back then, man, let me tell you, Metallica, I, I'm a huge fan from like the Black Album back from Kill 'Em All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, Justice for All. Um, but yeah, dude, that was kind of my jam when I wanted to rock out too. Just throwing some yeah. Metallica. So I had, growing up, I had a good friend. Uh, there's there's two guys that listen to metal in our freestyle group. Uh, this guy Ron and this guy Augie. And I credit them for my uh, entrance or my my uh I don't know what you call it, man. My intro to Metallica, really. Because I was like, they knew I hated metal. And they were like, just listen to this, dude. Just just listen to Master They indoctrinated you. They did, man. And I was like, I heard like Battery and like Master of Puppets. And it's just like, Master, Master. I was like, okay, this is all right. I'm, I'm into <laughs> this. Um, 
So, yeah, and I look a lot like James Hetfield the older I get, so my mom has some explaining to do. So. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, Mom, were you at uh, uh, Day on the Green in Oakland Coliseum back in 84? Right, yeah. I mean, 72, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't around then, but. Great song right here from Fugazi. Yeah. Good find. I totally forgot about Fugazi. All yeah, Fugazi. All right. Waiting I'm room. Play one more of your faves, and then I'm going to end with my favorite on your list. Second Got song. it. Another Devo song. Kind of recognizable now, but back in the day, it was even just as awesome. like the first like mainstream kind of like surf surf rock band i would call it because it's very surf rock definitely surf rock so if you guys ever watched fantasy factory on mtv rob deerdeck show the pro skater uh they use that yeah 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 yeah. so they kind of took that from devo's uncontrollable uncontrollable urge there you go all right this is just a classic all the way around, no matter what genre, no matter what. Did I add this one? Did. Yeah. Was fitting, it was I, the abstract, and me, the five footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, fight, you remember that routine that we used to make spit. Come a long way since Sally, that girl, right? Man, like that era, like I don't get the message. I know, the you're on point five all the time, tip. You're on point five all the time, tip. And so RIP Q tip, right? Is this Q tip the one that, uh. I think so, yeah. One of those guys is past, but man, what a great, great era. Then Black Sheep, same same kind of, yeah. Black Sheep for sure. Who's the Black Sheep? All right, here we go. That's, oh, I added them all. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, so you guys, that's it for our uh, first pass at 80s hip-hop, 80s music, freestyle music in general. We just wanted to share some fun with you guys tonight. Not a lot of big bike BMX news other than Frogtown. So you guys love that stuff when we do it. We figure we'll, we'll uh, make another one for you. You can find this playlist on the big bike BMX Spotify. 
Look it up. It's called Freestyle BMX from the 80s. And if uh, you want us to add your favorite song, we'll absolutely do it. Um, you'll probably remember some songs that Craig and I have not remembered. And uh, we'd love to add it to our little list. So if you got some good 80s songs that you used to jam to back in your day, in your scene, outside of NorCal, or if it was in NorCal, that's cool too. We'll shout you out. But either way, man, help us make this podcast or this uh, playlist even better by adding your favorite 80s, whatever genre you loved. Yeah. And when we do this again, we'll do, we'll do a listener, uh, shout out and, you know, play the songs that they recommend. We'll just be like, yo, uh, you know, rad dude, 85 from, you know, Erie, Pennsylvania. Love this song, bro. Check this out. I forgot about this one. I mean, we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole episode based on what you guys like. Just send us what you like, man. Yep. I'd love to do that. So Craig, it's been fun, man, sitting around going to the time machine back to 1980, whatever, to listen to some punk, some rap, some metal, some freestyle, some whatever. Man, it was fun. I had a good time doing that with you. Thanks for adding those songs. And you guys, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Hopefully you you, uh, had a little little time machine trip yourself back through your favorite 80s and maybe early 90s radio jams. Maybe you thought about what it was like to meet up with your homies carrying a big old boombox with 38 batteries and, you know, like a 43-pound and a disco tape. ball and a strobe light on it. Yeah. <laughs> Taken out. Hey, I mean, dude, I remember hearing theories like if you put your stereo on the ground, if it touches the ground, the batteries wear out faster. So we would go and we would like steal uh, uh, like a Burger King tray to put our boombox <laughs> on so it didn't touch the ground because it would suck all the, the battery out of your boombox. Right. No science to that. But man, <laughs> did we believe it. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Burger King, uh, plastic trays. (laughs) So, all right. Yeah. And when you send in your, your favorite song, send in your favorite, like, uh, uh, little tidbits like that. Like, man, I never put my stereo on the ground because the batteries will wear out faster. Like we all had that stuff, dude. My boombox had had rabbit ears, antennas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, y'all have some fun this week. Do something rad. Listen to some cool music. Don't take life too seriously. You're going to get through it. We'll be back here next week to talk about some big BMX news and just catch up, see what y'all are up to, man. We had some fun, but uh, we'll have some fun next week too. So take care, everybody. Ride your bikes. Do something rad. Uh, and if I, I'm going to publish this tonight, it is Monday the 18th. Tomorrow, a new Dixon shirt drops, a BMX shirt. So if you listen to this on your way to work or on your way home, at 5 o'clock, there's a new BMX party shirt dropping from Dixon flannel. So you won't want to miss it. It's got mag wheels, some old school Odyssey brake levers, free wheels, some uh, bear trap pedals from back in the day. It's fun, man. It's a cool shirt. So check that out. I'm going to get this uploaded, Craig. You have a good night. Yeah. Go You too, my brother. Feel better, my friend. We'll talk soon. Got it, man. All right, y'all. Have some fun, you guys. Do awesome stuff, and we'll be back here. Ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs>